Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue in Simen Yud Aleph. Igeres HaKodesh, the eleventh letter of Igeres HaKodesh, the holy letters of the Alter Rebbe, where we're learning a Hagdama. We're starting to learn an Hagdama to Lahaskil Chabina to enlighten with understanding. We explained that the Alter Rebbe is going to enlighten us with deep understanding of the meaning of life, deep understanding into why what we think is suffering is not suffering at all. And we started our Agdama to this to try to go deep into the way it's explained in many places in Chassidus to maybe understand what is real suffering and maybe also to understand what is the purpose of life. So we discussed yesterday that there is a, we touched on it a little bit, that there is a fascinating Gemara Mesech Shabbos. That the Gemara says that a person has to do tshuva a day before he dies. And tshuva means to return, it also means to regret, it also means repentance, but when we say the word regret, we actually don't really mean to go back in time, we just mean, like we explained in the story of that lady, that she regretted what she told her brother and therefore she was vigilant, she was awake, she was attentive every moment of her life to every person, she met every person in her life in such a positive sense. She was so alive with every person, she accepted and she saw every single person before them as, as if they are only the person in front of them. And she did not see the person as any negative at all because she always asked herself if this would be the last words that I'm going to say, what would happen? If I would be, if this is the la my last moment or that person's last moment, and therefore the vibrancy, the vitality, the aliveness measured against the death, the recognition that there's only life and death, meaning what does it mean to be alive means not to be dead. What does it mean to die? Not to be alive. So there's no shades of gray. There's no area for drama. Right? And the last day of a person's d death, the last day of a person's life, when he's anticipating death, is the moment that he's fully alive. So regret in a certain sense, suffering, regret, is a slingshot. It pulls a person deeply into the now, deeply into this moment. When a person has profound regret, then the moment after the profound regret, he's extremely alive, he's extremely present. So we said that the idea of shoiv yoim echad lefnei is to return, to regret one day before you die is in a certain sense, we have to go very deep into this, is to be fully present lest you squander away 
your life. So, when you meet a person, and you don't want to have, when you meet a person, and you feel like that's the only moment that you're going to have with that person, but when you feel the quality of the moment, the vibrancy, the aliveness of the moment, because of a regret of the past like this lady had, then the moment that you have with that person is completely alive. You're fully alive with all of the negativity, all of the suffering, all of the drama that could possibly be is eliminated from that relationship. Because if it's the last day of your life, the negativity doesn't matter. You know, a person came into the shul a couple of years ago, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Rabbi Leif, if I remember correctly. And he told me a fascinating story. He said that he was, in the 90s, he was living his life with a tremendous amount of stress and tremendous amount of problem, suffering. But as he was going to a camp, he was driving on the highway and his car flipped over multiple times. He was involved in an accident. And his car flipped over multiple times. I don't remember how many times he said, but it was a lot of times. And he said he saw his whole life flash before him. I don't know if he meant like a near-death experience where a person sees. But even biologically, you could see it. A person, you know, biologically, a person's whole life flashes before them because subconsciously, the, the subconscious brain tries to find something. Tries to find something that it could use to save itself at the last minute. But I don't know what he was referring to, but he told me something fascinating. He said his whole entire life flew be be before him. And as the car was turning over, and he saw that he was about to die, he said a tremendous peace came over him. Tremendous peace because, because he saw all the worry and all the madness that was going on. And he said, miraculously, they, they, nobody got hurt. But he was so shooken up that after that experience, for the next long period of time, nothing bothered him at all. He had no worries. All of his, his mortgage payments, all his mortgage payments, all of his things that he had in mind, all of his problems, all of his suffering disappeared. He was fully alive. He was able to smell the flowers. He saw, everything was so alive by him. Why? Because he saw death in front of his eyes. The contrast of death to life forces you to realize that there's no in-between. In-between death and life is the greatest suffering of all. All of the suffering only comes about, and this is one of the deep nakudas that's going to come up in this paddock, and that's why we have to go deep into it. All of the physical suffering, also spiritual suffering, which we're going to discuss deeper as we go into it. All of the suffering comes from an illusion that is in between life and death. The illusion that is in between life and death creates all the drama of our life, creates all the negativity. A person who knows he has no tomorrow at all is not living for tomorrow, he's only living for today. 
You understand what that means? You gotta, you gotta go deep into it. You have to imagine it with your mind's eye. The Alter Rebbe in this pedic demands that a person imagine these things with his own eye. I cannot explain it to you because not a mental concept that you're gonna be able to get. It's an experience that you have to feel and it can only come about through deep meditation. You have to die to tomorrow. You understand what that means? To die to tomorrow. The hard, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to die to tomorrow. But you have to first meditate on it. Experience it one time. There is no tomorrow. A person who's told that he has cancer, God forbid, that he's about to die. Why do we say, why is he fully alive with his child? Because he has no hope for tomorrow. He doesn't expect that tomorrow is going to be a better day. He's going to tuck his child in tonight. If he knows that he's going to pass away, he's going to tuck his child in tonight with entirely different vibrancy, entirely different quality, entirely different things. Because he knows, not me, he doesn't, who knows if this is the moment? This is the moment. That's it, it's over. Whatever moment was till now doesn't matter. This is the last time he's talking to his child. His child might have no idea why he's kissing him with such a quality. He might have no idea what's going on, but for him, this is the last moment. But that moment was fully lived. So why don't we do this on a daily basis? Because we have unlimited tomorrows. So to be fully alive means to die to tomorrow. That's what it means. It means to die to tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. How could there be a tomorrow? And even if there is a tomorrow, if there's a tomorrow, it's going to stop me from living today. So we have to die to tomorrow. We have to understand that there is no tomorrow. Because if it was my last day, if I was faced with death, if my life this moment was contrasted with death, I would be fully alive in the moment. I would hold on to my, my child. I would hold, no matter what tantrum they would throw. Do you understand the vibrancy? Look at any gadol, any tzaddik, and see the way they look at every single person. They live their whole entire life like this. There was no tantrums. There was no such a thing as getting triggered and, 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 and brought into this because every single moment that they were alive, there was no tomorrow. They died to tomorrow. And they died to the past. The last day of a person's life, there's no carryover. Do you understand? There's no accumulation. Yesterday doesn't matter. You understand what this rabbi told me when he was in the car and the car flipped over and he got out of that accident and he was fully alive. What happened to his mortgage payments? What happened? He realized none of it mattered. There was no carryover. Do you understand the accumulation? Most of our life, we, what is suffering? Suffering is the accumulation from yesterday to today and an aspiration for tomorrow. That's suffering. That's a life wasted. You understand? A person's whole entire life is riddled with accumulation. Memory. Who said that memory is good? Memory is good? What this rabbi told me, he experienced, proves that memory is not good. Memory is the root of all suffering. The carryover from yesterday. Yesterday, the guy said this to me. Yesterday, that happened to me. Yesterday, let's protect ourselves. All the way, day, it's robbing you from today. Living with something in the past. If a person would, his child was chutzpah him, he's a teenager, and he's making him all different problems. But then he finds out he has cancer, and he finds out that he's about to die the next day. All of a sudden, none of the past matters, because he's fully alive. You understand that we have to meditate deep into this. The deeper you meditate into this, the deeper change you make in this area, 
the deeper change, your whole entire life is different. Because today is the only day you have. And if you understand this today, not a hope that tomorrow you're going to get this concept. Not a hope that you're going to close your eyes and take a half an hour, 30 minutes, or whatever amount of time it is to meditate on this concept. Because if you get this concept today, you'll, have, you'll live with this every single day. And then you'll realize that you only have today. There's no carryover to tomorrow. You understand? You have to actually die to the future and to die to the past. That is a state that you have to get yourself into. It's a state that you have to get yourself into because that is a state of fully alive. It's a state where you're fully alive and you must use this imagination of a person who's about to die. Because you have to, because one after one after one, people have lost the fear of death. They have nothing to fear anymore. Those people are fully alive. Meaning to say, what does it mean? That, what does it mean to be fully alive? It means there's no carryover from yesterday. There's no drama, there's no story. It doesn't matter if the people were causing them pain or suffering. There's absolutely no carryover from yesterday. And also there is no future. There is, they, they're, they're dying to the future. That means that what they do every single moment is that they live fully in this moment. So this person who told me that this rabbi, that his car flipped over, what happened to his life? At that moment he realized that the only thing you ever have is now. And the now is indescribable compared to a hope for a future. And the now is indescribable compared to the past. And when that's about to be taken away from you, then all of a sudden, you want to live fully with that. You want to live with exactly what is. And in the face of what is, the details, the little imaginary problems, don't matter. Because at that moment, there's only life and there's only death. So, if a person was to sum up even on a psychological level, what is a meaningful life? What is a life fully lived? What does it mean to be alive? What it means to be alive means to not be attached to anything. To not be attached to anything. You understand? We have to go deep into death to understand what means alive. What, why does a person fully live when he's about to die? Because what does death really mean? Death means that he's going to lose his attachment to everything. He loses his attachment to his children. He loses his attachment to his business. He loses his attachment to his body. He loses his attachment to everything. That's what death really means. Death means that it's over. It's done. It's finished. Now, you would think that makes you, that would make a person more attached. But in fact, it doesn't make him more attached. It makes him come deeply into his body, come deeply into his family, come deeply into this life. What was he doing before he was thinking about death? 
What was he doing before that? What he was doing was, he was getting stuck in the past and stuck in the future. He was getting stuck in everything. He was getting trapped in everything. We need to spend time on this because this is a, in order to really go forward, we need to really understand, meditate on this. What is a person doing the whole entire day? He's getting trapped. He's getting sucked in the past, sucked in negative experiences. He's getting trapped. I hope to have a big business. I want to have a big logo. I'm gonna, every, I'm, one day everyone's going to find out I'm very successful. One day something's going to happen in the future. A better, something's going to be better in the future. That's the future. What, what's happening? What's happening is he's getting trapped. He's getting sucked into some imaginary future. And all the while he's squandering what he has now, which is only now. What's being the, the past? The person's trapped. The whole, his life drama is he's trapped the whole entire day in the past. My past, this was done to me. My spouse hurt me. My community members, they don't accept me. They don't like me. I was humiliated. I went through all different type of betrayals. And they hold on to this. Their soul, their consciousness, their life is being sucked out of them. All the while, all the, in the face of life, all of this is non-existence. One moment in time. Your life only is right now. But if you have unlimited amount of life, then all the time you'll be trapped. You'll be sucked in. Your, your life will, your, everything will suck you out. Suck out all your energy. But if it's your last day on earth, then you're fully alive. Fully alive means that your body is pumping. You'll feel every single moment. you feel every single thing. There's nothing that could trap you. There's nothing that could hold you back. Why all of a sudden, if you're a teenager who was very hurting you because he's not following the rules and because he's, he's, he's failing you and he's your failure, he's seeing that you're, you're, he's your failure, why all of a sudden in the face of death does that not matter? If it doesn't matter when you're about to die, why should it matter on a regular day? And the answer is it should not matter. But you say most people don't live their life of it like that. And most people don't live their life. They petty their, it's a petty life. They squander their life. Most people don't live a total life. They don't live a meaningful life. It's like imagine you would say a rich person. Why should he keep his money? Most people are poor. You would say that's the most bizarre statement to say. A rich person should keep his money because he worked hard for his money, he has his money, and he's rich, let him use his money. The fact that 99% of people are poor doesn't change. The same exact thing spiritually, psychologically. If a person understands this, if a person can relate to this idea that in the last day of his life, how would he live with his children? How would he live with, in the face of all the drama that he has? All of the drama would become insignificant, it would disappear. then that is the way a person has to live every single day. And that demands tremendous attention. It demands a tremendous attention because the aspiration of tomorrow is the root of all suffering. The carryover of the past 
right? The person hurt you. But if it's the last day of your life, you meet him at his ease right now. He's a fully vibrant, alive person. And it's incomparable, a tiny little story of what he did to you, or how he reacted, or what he did, compared to the way he is right now. And all you ever have is the moment that you have now. And that's a tremendously different dimension of reality. It's a tremendous, it's a transmutation. There's a, there's a different caliber of consciousness when you can meet a person the way he is right now without the carryover of the past, without the story of his past, without any hopes of accomplishing anything in the future. That is to, me, that, that is to be fully alive. And when you live like that, there's no suffering at all. You realize in the, in the face of life at this moment, there is no suffering at all. So what are we accomplishing by, understand, by meditating on this? We are recognizing actually that the root of all suffering is not to live like this. Suffering at its core is death. Suffering, what's the problem to suffer? Because when a person suffers, ultimately suffering is a form of death. It's robbing him of his life. What robs a person really of his life? Right? A person says, I'm suffering. I don't want to live like this. Meaning to say, I'm living a deathly existence. I would want to be alive. What robs a person really from all of life is suffering. But the root of all suffering is not what you think it is. It's not being present this moment. It's not realizing... It's a hope for something better. Now this is a tremendous, tremendous thing that a person has to think about because one of the deep concepts that we're going to learn about as we go deeper into this is that this demands a person to ask this question of why was he created? And the answer, the fascinating answer of the reason why a person was created was because the whole purpose of life is to have a relationship with the creator of the world. Ultimately speaking, to be alive, to have a meaningful life is to meet the Avishter, to be, have a relationship with the Avishter. And the deeper you're going to get, we're going to get into this, you're going to see how magical it is, you're going to see how fascinating it is. It's, it literally will blow your mind at the deeper we go into this, what Chassidus explains. Because the whole entire day we are suffering, even if we have everything, is because we don't, we are led astray. We are led astray from the mission of our life. We don't understand the beauty and the quality, the vibrancy of the life of the mission of our life. Meaning the life of the mission of our life. And we're not concerned with that at all. We're concerned with entirely different things. Things that will bring us much more suffering. And a person who understands this, a person who lives by this, is a person who's completely free. A person who's happy every moment. He has joy every moment. Salatul says in this parak, as we're going to get deeper into it. He has joy every moment. Because he understands what's the purpose of this world. He understands what the purpose of life is. Because a person 
who can understand this concept, once a person can understand this concept, that nothing physical in this world, nothing transient, nothing temporal in this world, will ever give him any happiness. Once a person understands that, then he has to look for a different happiness. Then he has to look for a different joy. Then he has to find a different purpose of his life, a different meaning of his life. Because then he's discovered the root of all suffering is the craving of something in the future. And if he understands that the root of all suffering is the craving of something in the future, if he eliminates that, then what does he have? He has life. And if he has life, then he has now. And if he has now, he has purpose. And if he has purpose, he's fully alive. And in a certain sense, that is the meaning of a person's life. The meaning of a person's life is to transcend, to see past the illusion of this world. And to have a relationship with the Ebersheh, with the Boira Elam, as we're going to get deeper into it tomorrow. The purpose of this life is to be fully alive and not to suffer at all. And ultimately speaking, Toida and Mitzvah allows you to be in a state of presence with the Ebersheh 24-7. It allows you to be free of all types of suffering. And a person who keeps Torah Mitzvah, as we're going to go deeper into this parak, a person who discovers the purpose of the mitzvahs, the meaning of the mitzvahs, the kavanas of mitzvahs, what's the meaning of it? What's the meaning of this world? A person who goes deep into it is a person who the quantity of his day is filled with quality of his consciousness, the quality of his neshom. Every insignificant area of his life is filled with life, with vitality, with meaning. He's not attached to anything at all, but he uses everything to be fully alive. And this is a very deep concept. It's not something that we can just, in 20 minutes, get the whole concept. It's something that demands tremendous meditation. To marry quantity and quality, to take every moment of my life as much as possible, And to be free of suffering, to be fully alive, to be free of death, to be full, free of attachment, to be free of a hope, a physical, physical hope, some maybe one day, and to be fully alive with the Creator now. How does a person do that? The Ebershah gave us Torah Mitzvahs for that. Torah Mitzvahs is that. Torah is the Chachmah of the Ebershah. Mitzvahs is the will of the Ebershah. And when we connect deeply to that, we are completely free. We are, we are elevated from a space of hoping for tomorrow, and we are completely present. All of Torah Mitzvahs is to allow presence, to light up the soul of a person, to wake him up to consciousness, to give him a meaningful life. Maisim all good deeds, every a person only has true love, true happiness, true pleasure when he's doing for somebody else. A person only has true pleasure, he's only free of the temporal reality of time when he's learning Torah. Because when he's connecting with the Abishur, a person only meets Hashem in the now. When his heart is pumping, when this world is being created now. But if he gets stuck in the illusions of his mind, of his ego, when he has a story about himself, and that story is getting hurt, 
when he's trapped in the ego. And that's what we're going to go deeper in tomorrow. We're going to see that mitzvah tzitzis, the beauty of mitzvah tzitzis that will transform your whole life when we understand the essence of tzitzis and we understand the essence of tefillin. Why you have to have tzitzis on the whole day and tefillin on the whole day? These are very funny mitzvahs. We don't actually do tefillin the whole day. But Chazal say, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, you have to have tefillin and tzitzis the whole day. Because the idea is, tefillin is the idea to get rid of your mind-made ego 24-7. You have a story that you tell yourself about yourself. And if you could live like that, you'll live a life full of suffering. And tzitzis, if you're not able to penetrate the core of reality, if you don't look through, tzitzis means to look through, we're going to go deeper into tomorrow, if you don't look through the, the body of everything, the lavush, the clothing of everything, if you don't look through and find the meaning of everything, you don't ask yourself, what's the meaning of everything? Your whole entire day, you'll never have meaning in your life. You'll never, if you don't do it, if you don't ask yourself, what's the purpose of it all? If you don't look for quality, You'll never be able to bring quality into every moment. You'll never be able to be alive in the moment. We see all these containers around us. But tzitzis, we have to look through it. And as we go deeper into it, we're going to see that toida and mitzvahs is the opposite of suffering. It's a life full of worth living. It's a meaningful life. It's a life of presence. It's a life that doesn't allow you to squander your whole life. Because it is the light of the Shem. It's realizing that you and Hashem are now, only now, because the Abish is creating this world from something to nothing now. The Mitzvah Shem tomorrow will go deeper into it. Mm-hmm.